Welcome to another episode of Rap in Order. I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Torian B. Today we're going to get into the debut album from Benny the Butcher called Tana Talk 3. Yes. Um, It was released in 2018, around this time of of that year. Uh, Released through Griselda Records and Black Soprano Family. The album was was exclusively produced by The Alchemist and Duringer. Mm -hmm. Uh, It featured... Production, well, no, sorry, not production, but it featured guest appearances from West Side Gun and Conway the Machine. Um, also had features from Royce the Five Nine, Mayhem Lauren, Melanie Rutherford, uh, Keisha Plum. And it kind of gave us this, uh, it gave us a different look of Buffalo, New York. A lot of people, I feel, if you're not in touch with that side of New York, like you're not really sure of what their sound is, right? And um, and I think this album really gave us a scope of that. Tana Talk obviously is short for Montana Talk. Montana Ave is where Benny the Butcher grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an homage to where he grew up, of course. Fourteen tracks. Um, how do we feel about this album? Um, this is a great album, and there's one thing that I think um, that's a formula for a great project is when you're an artist. When you're an artist and you're from a city that's not a, a, not a, a very well-known romanticized city, mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to romanticize that city and make people see it in a different way. That's a so good point. What he what he did was is basically was like, yo, it's not just New York City; it's all of New York. That's mm-hmm. why like he got that verse like, uh, "I'm from New York, no biggie." Like you know, and it's a, mm-hmm. obviously that that's a good double entendre because you know he's like, yo, I'm from. Buffalo, New York. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Like, but I'm no, not this, from where y'all not, usually I'm, hear yeah, about. Right? So, I thought that was just really brilliant because uh, it made people interested in Buffalo, New York, right? Mm-hmm. And they all have chips on their shoulders. They have they have interviews where they talk about being from New York, but basically not being respected like they're from New York because they're from upstate New York. It's kind of... But it's funny because people do the same thing in, to niggas from Long Island, but some of the greatest rappers of all time are from Long Island. Rakim, yeah. um, Public Enemy, mm-hmm. um, Chuck E, Chuck D is from Long Island. Mm-hmm. Um, Buster Rhymes is from Long Island. Um, the Funk Master Flex, the DJ, is from Long Island, like, right? Buster so, claimed Brooklyn, though, don't he? He claimed Brooklyn. Well, he but went he, to school in Brooklyn. Yeah, he went to school in Brooklyn, but it's, he goes back and forth. A lot of Long Island people do that because they be back and forth, but like mm-hmm. Buster, like, leaders of the new school, that they all, they, they, they earn, earn their bones in Long Island, right? So, um, this project just really stood out to me because, like, Griselda was, like, bubbling. And I think, like, the first person that told me about Griselda was Danny mm. because of West Side Gun and Conway. And I liked the both of them, but when Benny came out, Benny spoke to me. Mm. So, for me, it was just like, okay, cool. I, I like what Benny's doing. Um, it's kind of, like, family-oriented. Like, they all, like, related yeah. in some kind of way, right? Mm-hmm. So, when I was hearing this this project, I was just like, yo... This shit is this shit is amazing. Like he's is is giving me like that mid ninety six vibes of what rappers was doing. 
So like pretty much from like from like ninety four, between like ninety four and like ninety seven, because it, that like you know ninety seven the shiny suit era came, mm-hmm. but that little pocket was this kind of rap, and I think that he embodies that, and that's kind of I'm an old y'all, y'all know listeners, I'm an old school rap nigga, I like that shit, and Benny the Butcher's in that pocket, and that's what I that's what I he gave it. It he's really, given. yeah, he's really reminiscent of that time of a of a real special time in hip hop, and I think that's why a lot of um, a lot of our people that are our age gravitated toward toward uh, this sound and Griselda's sound in general. Um, I think with, what he did with this album was really special. I think actually this album was the first time that I w- was really in tune with Benny the Butcher. Like first, mm-hmm. I heard I heard West Side Gun first. But I wasn't fully captivated by Benny until this album, mm-hmm. and um, and and what he was doing, and his voice is so captivating. Right, like um, Conway already. I feel I feel like Conway is still like the better rapper. He's the best of the three. I he think is so. the best. Um, Westside kind of balances them out with like the silly type vibe, but like you know, like, Bobby, he gives you he's Bobby Heenan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like he gives you like a whole different feel than them. And I think you need that for them to be as balanced as they are. And with where with where uh with where Griselda is now, this album is kind of a testament to to the start of them. Like it's it's kinda it kinda put them in the direction that they're going in now. This is like this fully encapsulates what we get from Griselda mm-hmm. and it's been Three years later, like it, this is like the definitive Griselda album, I think. I do too. So there's one, there's two fun facts about this project. So the first fun fact is it only took him two weeks to record this project. Mm-hmm. The other fun fact is is that it was his first time meeting Alchemist, and it's no, I'm sorry, so it's three. It was Benny's first time ever going to LA when they mm-hmm. were because because he went for the sessions of Westside Gun um, recording the Hitler wears Hermes five. I mean six. I'm sorry, Hitler with Summer at six. Mm-hmm. So when he went to that, he would started recording with Alchemist, and then they started putting songs to the side. So then that's how we got this project. So like that's like the legend of it because like basically for them, when they go in on sessions, they finish their projects within like a week's time. They don't take like a long period of time to record their projects, yeah. and that's why like their their projects are kind of like capsules because yeah. it's literally what's going on uh, uh, compared to some artists, they might record an album over two years. Mm-hmm. So I actually think that's why like their projects are kind of like more cohesive and actually like work for like what they're doing because they kind of like give like things on what's going on with yeah. the projects. And they're also very like I mean like you said they're related in some way. They're very family oriented. I mm-hmm. mean even down to the intro. The intro is named after his mother Babs. Mm-hmm. Uh the cover, the cover is a photo of his uh of his brother that passed. Mm-hmm. Um it's a painting of his brother that passed. So like it's all very family oriented, and I think when they came at a time in hip hop that we weren't seeing that as much. Like mm-hmm. we had Migos, obviously, but we didn't see it like this on the on the street level. Mm-hmm. So this was this was refreshing to see. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. So we want to get into the album. All right. So like I already spoke on the intro. Intro. Intro kind of touches on like what the album is gonna offer us, but then we lead into Good Night. Hold on one second about the intro. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make this this point because it's like it sucks because <laughs> they have this chip on their shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. Because Buffalo is not recognized. Yeah. But Buffalo ain't do nothing to help these niggas out. And I have my reasons. Number one, they went to Super Bowl four times, lost four years in a row. And then their football team sucks, <laughs> right? 
So that's one thing where people, that's why people don't give a fuck about Buffalo, right? Number two, Rick James is from Buffalo. And I get it that like people mm-hmm. knew he was from Buffalo, but people don't know he's from Buffalo. Nah, they don't. Like people don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like people just was like, yo, like I, I feel like Rick James should have did more. I get it, he was in jail for a lot of the 90s, probably when he wouldn't be able to do that, maybe. Like while he had downtime just collecting checks off MC Hammer sampling his yeah. music. Cause that, that's like when he made a lot of his money from uh, his songs being sampled mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just think like that sucks. And, you know, it, it, it is nobody's, it's nobody's fault. I think I think singers in general though they don't rep their city and and where they from how like how rappers do. I mean, or rappers I, make it like damn near part of their personality. I feel like so we have some artists that do it, but it's rare, right? New Edition does it really. Yeah, well, yeah, right. Um, let me think of some other people. Um, the, a lot of the neo soul artists that are from Philly, Music Soul Child, Joe mm-hmm. Scott, um, the Roots. Even though the Roots is a, a hip hop band, mm-hmm. but like um, they they did it right. So I mean, we have some artists that do. I mean, shit, Chris Brown, like he kept letting us know he's from yeah, Virginia, yeah, so the Trey yeah. songs. But I guess because they're from hip hop, yeah, right. So like that's it. That's that's natural. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like I feel like Rick, like. I mean, everybody knows the Jacksons are from Gary, Indiana, even though nothing about them is Gary, Indiana. That's true. They didn't, like, I think that's just part of the Jacksons being superstars and everybody yeah. wanting to know everything Humble about games. them. Yeah. Because, I, shit, I never hear Janet be like, <laughs> throwing it up. Like. Because, we went, because, she, because she ain't really grow up in Gary like the brothers did. Yeah, yeah. But Janet's a little different. Janet, like, left Gary when she was 10. True. Right, I'm just, I'm just saying. So I get like that's, but like really, really, like my 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 beef with that is, is like, all right, cool. People don't acknowledge Buffalo, but like Rick James, that like be mad at Rick James. Don't be mad at us. Yeah, like I yeah. feel like if Rick James would have been out here screaming out Buffalo or made an ode to Buffalo, but they, yeah, and they build, they build on that chip because that's kind of what makes them great too. Mm-hmm. Like it's like yo, nobody's talking about this, mm-hmm. so we got to put on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Nelly in St. Louis. Yeah. And the one other thing is, is that I want to say, obviously, this the, the intro is like an ode to Buffalo, mm-hmm. but like he pretty much like uh, also like gives us like the rundown of like the guys in the crew, and he raps about uh, Conway having Bell's palsy, and basically saying like he's like this nigga was a miracle, like because when he got shot, they say like he's gonna be paralyzed and like all of this shit, yeah, and the, and then basically like he defied the odds and mm-hmm. this nigga was able to walk again. They said like you're not gonna walk again, and mm-hmm. he was able to do that. So I just think that's like a like a dope thing, like because Conway is like a walking miracle. Yeah, he is, and he's still like dead nice. Do, do yeah. we know how long ago he was shot? I don't. I did. I'm sorry because right? he was I'm rapping, but he was rapping before that. Though he was rapping before that because he would come down to like battle niggas, and they said he would always like win. Yeah, his rap battles and shit like that, battle niggas in the street. Because like, um, I forgot who the fuck. Yo, it's a rapper that Benny the Butcher was mad close with from New York City, and like he's in their video and all that shit. And I can't think of the artist, and I'm mad at myself for not doing the proper research. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I failed y'all because I know y'all probably know what artist it is. I'm gonna think about it though. It's gonna come back to me, but. Yeah, Benny's been around for a minute because mm-hmm. you know Benny. Benny's older than us. Benny's thirty, just turned thirty-seven. So. Yeah, happy yeah. birthday, Benny. Yeah, Benny's been around for a minute. Um, we'll get into good night, and I didn't want to go track for track, but I did, of course, just want to focus on some highlights on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, good night is a highlight for me. It's produced by Duringer. Um, I love how he started this verse. Like, I stole a pack, then I sold it back. Like, it made me think of Hove. Absolutely, um, it made me think of Hove, and I and it's certain drug raps that I think of people in rap. Like, so 
I think about Hove when I hear this because obviously you know the 90, 92 bricks and you know Hove's whole history. Mm-hmm. And I like when Hove talks about like the new people in rap, and I can only imagine like how he felt when he heard this. Oh man, of course, like and you could tell that he's cut from that cloth. Mm-hmm. What I want to talk about is the Busta Rhymes sample in there. That shit. Oh y'all, so, y'all know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that shit was was a pleasant surprise. I was like, oh okay, yeah, right. like what? Yeah, I didn't I didn't expect that at all. But mm-hmm. I did see his name in the credits before I was listening to mm-hmm. the song, and I was like, Busta Rhymes is on this? But it was only for the sample. I liked it. I fucked with it. Yeah. Um, what else is on here that we fuck with? Well, well Scarface like, versus Sosa Part 2. Yeah, so like Scarface versus Sosa Part 2 is the sequel to the original version, right? And that original version had Conway on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think that what he what he was doing on the project is pretty much well on this song is giving like a pers- the perspective from the film. Yeah. Right? Whereas like it's Tony versus Sosa, like the, the supplier, but they basically Tony came up. Mm-hmm. And I just like how pretty much each song is kind of like conceptual, but it's it's him basically telling stories like of his block, like of his surroundings and yeah. stuff like that. It puts and him in a, in a different mm-hmm. yeah. Puts him in a different mindset and like he can kind of build off of that. Mm-hmm. I fuck with that. Uh, let's see here. Well, oh, Fast Eddie. Okay, is my shit. Did you have something on rubber bands and weight that you wanted to share? Nah, we can go wherever you want to go. Yeah, um, Fast Eddie. Fast Fast Eddie is produced by Deringer. Um, I like this one a lot. I think this one is one of my top three on this. So album. I'm going to attempt to read. Read this little stanza that he that he rapped that I thought was so perfect because basically he starts out rapping about Benny Hanna's right. He mm-hmm. says, "Hey, that Benny Hanna's and never ordered off the menu. Yeah. Let's go. You not connected, then you never spoke to me. Probably. I'm riding in the ghost, but I'm smoking Ferrari. He said if I buy the T the T E C, he gonna throw in the shoddy. Cooking while you looking. If you broke you or if you broke or you slow, that's hibachi." So the fact that like he started it out talking about Benny Hanna's, yeah. right? And then to bring it all the way back to the metaphor of talking about Hibachi at the yeah, end yeah. was fire to Chef's me. Kiss. Because I'm just like, yo, like that's that's technical. That's focused rapping. Yes. Yeah, it's focused. So like I appreciate that shit. So I'm like, oh man, like, you know what I'm saying? And basically like he like this is this this song is solely for niggas that he don't fuck with. Mm-hmm. Like he's basically like yo, like I imagine that Fast Eddie is some some like Ikey Love type nigga like in Belly that he don't fuck with, uh, and like he's like he's basically these raps is for him. Like nigga, this is what we do, and you a fucking bum. That's what mm-hmm. I think about when I hear this record. Yeah, it's shave your balls. I do shave my balls. What product do you use? I use Manscaped, especially the Lawnmower Trimmer 4.0. Wow, I need to check that out. I think you should. And with our code, Rapping Order 20, you can get 20% off. Wow, Reg, thanks for that. My girl's gonna be so happy. Smooth as eggs. Record. Yeah, it's yo, it's such a focus hip hop song. Like you, I, I fuck with that song. Who do much. you think had better production on the album? Do you think Alchemist or Derringer had better 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 production? You know, I love I love Alchemist, but there is a lot when I first heard Fast Eddie, I thought it was Alchemist. Mm-hmm. But it's actually Duranger. So like um I think their styles clash here in like the best way. Cause it, it does, but yeah. I think I think Derringer got it. I think so too. Because a lot of the shit that I really like on here that I thought was Alchemist was him. Mm-hmm. Um let's see. Outside of Fast Eddie, uh Okay, well I'll say this much. Um 
Echo Long with, with West Side Gun and Mayhem Loren mm-hmm. is my least favorite song on the album. Yeah. That's a very much a low point. Um, I don't like it. But I'm also not big on West Side. And okay. Mayhem Loren, I can do without. Okay. Like, I feel like Mayhem Loren is just like a, a, a poor man's version of, of uh, street rappers. <laughs> All of them. Fucking... <laughs> Westside comes in. Hey yo, I had a nigga cook my motherfucking dinner. I was like, all right, bro. Yeah, like it's, it's like he's so. <laughs> you know, he's I love so, that shit. Yeah, though. he's so animated and so over the top. Sometimes I'm just like, I, I, I'm good, you know. Yeah, but he's kind of he's a he's needed for those times. That's that's why I see why he fits though, because yeah. he he kind of he's there to kind of break up the tense moments. Like yeah. he's yeah, like because you get so many of those moments with Benny between Benny and Conway. That you kind of need somebody to just cut through that sometimes. That's true too. Yeah, um, but he also has, he probably has the most, the best sequenced albums out of all of them though. Yeah, he does. His albums he's are the so ma- well sequenced. He's the ma- he he really is Bobby the Brain. He yeah. really is the mastermind. He really yeah. he really really puts things together in, in a perspective where I'm just like, all right, like he, like he absolutely bodied this mm-hmm. shit, like what he's doing. So like I I think. Like him, like when he's saying like I'm going to retire from rap, I'm just going to end on, I'm just going to, yeah. I'm just going to like run plays. I understand why he's saying it, but I think that his fan base is so big that he, yeah. they won't allow him. to. I also think it's a temperature check. He's just trying to see how people feel about that. Yeah. Um. But the, okay. Um. I want to talk about. Hold on. Before, I I I think I know where you're going, but yep, I want to yep. talk about Joe Pesci 38. Okay. Joe Pesci 38, like if people don't understand, it's a reference to the movie Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. Joe Pesci in the movie, the, the character that Joe Pesci plays, he loved use, using a 38 caliber gun mm-hmm. to kill niggas. Yeah. So the fact that like he made a rap about that, right? And you you gotta understand, like basically what he's saying is I'm fucking wilding on niggas. <laughs> like that's what he means. Like I'm blacking on niggas. I am Tommy from Goodfellas, and ain't shit you could do about it. I'm like you're dead. Funny how you think I'm funny? Like, like it's like that. And then I just hate that he had to explain it at the end because niggas, if you like, if you first, you know it from the title. You know, if you if you in tune with this type of shit, you know it from the title. And I hate it. I hated that at the end he had to be like, yeah, this is the same gun from Goodfellas. This is my Joe Pesci thirty eight. My Joe, like, I was like, all right, yeah, you ain't have to say that, you know. He probably, he from it Buffalo, he don't know away, Yeah, it kind of <laughs> take, it takes away the good feel of it for me, you know. Yeah, he from Buffalo, it's man, one, he ain't know no better. It could have been one of those, if you know, you know type things. Right. But, uh, but let's circle back around to 97 Hove. Whew. 97 Hove is produced by Alchemist and Deringer. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I believe when we first started doing Free Lunch, this was on there. Yeah. Um, because this was like one of the first songs I, I really like. My ears perked up for Benny the Butcher because it's all in the title too. It's like, yeah, ooh, the title, the title okay, makes anybody. I feel like the title. Yeah, ninety seven hopes. That was in my lifetime. So like, that was it. You got me. <laughs> you got me. So like, you know. Don't, but don't forget, Streets is watching as well. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. So it, that was all around that time. Um, but how how did you feel about it overall? Um, and in the alternate universe, Jay Z. Has a verse to this song. Oh yeah. Um, I feel that like he he understood the assignment mm-hmm. when he did this song, and I think this is why like Jay Z like a part of the reason why Jay Z was going so crazy for them mm-hmm. and trying to like see like what he could do to help them. Hove goes yeah. I think I feel like Hove goes crazy for anybody that brings him back to that element of rap because he's so far removed from it mm-hmm. that like it's nice to reminisce on. So it's, like that was the only. Yeah. 
it's something like that was the only reason, and he's done countless interviews as to how he was inspired to even do American Gangster because mm-hmm. he's been wanting to tap into that magic of reasonable doubt again. Right. So it's, just seeing shit like this that lets him tap into it is I love always that shit. great. And I think it's pretty poetic because um, I don't think, I think that Jay-Z's career has been so long that some people forget that, like, you know, the era that he kind of, like, made it, like, pretty much started his, like, his run really did start in 97, if, mm-hmm. if we being, like, technical. technical. Biggie passed away. Mm-hmm. Like, he had to, like, pretty much, like, the, the it was open season to see yeah. who's going to be the king of New York, right? The pressure was real. And, and this is, like, right before um, that, like, this is, like, right before DMX. So, like, Jay-Z kind of, like, had to, like, come out and, like, do something Right, this is ninety seven. So he and then he puts out, uh, you know, he puts out volume one. Volume one don't hit like it should, even though it has it has some good, it, ha- it has some good. It had where I'm from on there. Yeah, people don't even realize that. Yeah, right, because they know that Streets is watching came out and then like they went on that crazy tour in mm-hmm. ninety eight and everything. Mm-hmm. But like ninety seven Hove is actually like is actually like a real to me is like a real thing like and something that I. I kind of I might think of something I'm gonna do because I, I really feel like 97 Hove like start. I know everybody said Reasonable Doubt is my favorite rap album by Jay Z, but Hove in 97 was like really pushing pushing it to like where he's at now. And yeah, we'll have to like re like revisit that because like it's kind of like Jay was stopping all of the street shit because like he was like, all right, I gotta go to legit. And he was smart enough to understand that. So that's why I think this song is also significant because I think that Benny understands that, like, y'all making music, but I'm still out here, like, doing this shit, like, running these streets, like, mm-hmm. doing that. So mm-hmm. it's really, really, really clever what you did, Benny. Yeah. You're a, very, you're a huge student in the hove, and there's nothing wrong with that, and you're out here. Never anything wrong with that. Making some. The 97 Hove is a classic song. Yeah. I, I'd agree. I'd agree mm-hmm. with that. And um, and it does, and it raises the stakes for the rest of this album. Mm-hmm. Um. Who are you? Yeah, I was getting to that. Why did Royce do that to him? <laughs> Somebody had to do it. Nah, um, man. That was that was that was brutal. Royce man. in this type of element is dangerous. And it's, he kicks it off too, which is the which yeah. is the funny thing. Like, how do you follow that? Like, I feel like Royce like was like, hey man, oh, I'd love to get on a song mm-hmm. with you. And then he does that, and it's like, how do you follow this shit? <sighs> Royce is Royce is a problem, and and not for nothing they have great chemistry. Yeah, they do. It's yeah. just that nickel, like you, like people forget like like Royce spars with Eminem, somebody who pronounces every syllable on the word that he says, mm-hmm. studies every single thing that he that he raps, and is just like I feel like Eminem is like the Kurt Angle of fucking rap, where this yeah. nigga is just technical and like yeah, technically yeah, that's, sound. That's right, a, that's an excellent comparison. I, I think. Regardless of how people feel about Eminem, like yeah. his his technicality and his rap skill is yeah. is so good that it's like yo, it's just like he understands the content. The yeah, the content is just boring. It's yeah. just like yo, I can't listen to the content. I forget who it was. It was I think it was Tyler talking about Eminem. Like yo, like he's just so annoyingly good that it's like yo, like I don't even care what you're talking about, but it's good. Mm-hmm. It's good rap, mm-hmm. you know. The technical point of it, yeah. but yeah, Royce, yeah, Royce bodies him on this. Absolutely. Um, let's see another one. Um, all right, so let's talk about Rick. Oof, yeah. Rick, um, it opens like a fucking James Bond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love the way that that song kicks love off, that. right? And the song is obviously dedicated to Buffalo, 
Motown, Motown legend Rick motherfucking James, Rick bitch. motherfucking James. <laughs> and I just think that it's so cool that Rick James is like the hero of their town. Yeah. Like, you know, like obviously you got Rick James and you got OJ Simpson. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, obviously, black people still fuck with OJ, so it's nothing like to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. But OJ don't go back to fucking Buffalo. No. Rick James... Rick James Rick, actually... Rick, Rick, he did. He went yeah. back home and everything like that. And he actually did a lot for the city. It's mm-hmm. just that, you know... Rick James, like it, Rick James, is not like how rappers are, like where they like go back home and like do shit, like or it's publicized. Yeah, but like Rick, you know, it, like in his documentary, like Conway is in the documentary, mm-hmm. and he's you know talking about wh- what Rick James did and, and that like, impact yeah, and that how impact. it was. I think Rick James is just one of those people that became bigger than where he's from, mm-hmm. to where you don't even associate it with where he's from. He he don't come to town, and it's like. Buffalo Zone, nah. you know, it's just, no, that's Rick James. Like, that's, yeah. he's his own entity. He's, like, he's so big of a star that, like, where he's from doesn't even matter. Rick James, bitch. <laughs> but, yeah, no, this is, and this is one of those beats that puts, um, that puts Duranger ahead of Alchemist on this album. hmm For sure. Because this shit is just magical. Okay. Uh, Linkfield is also, uh, I... Langfield is also a, a standout track to me because that one is dedicated to his deceased brother, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what was his name? Machine Gun. I believe it was Black. Machine Gun Black. Yeah. Right. So the song is dedicated to his brother, Machine Gun Black, and I just it's it's a really uh it's really like like a, it's sad because Benny's talking directly to his brother. It's mm-hmm. like an open letter to his brother who passed away. Yeah. And, like, you know, he's just getting off his chest what he got to say and everything like that. And it just sucks because Benny wouldn't be rapping if it wasn't for his brother. And apparently, yeah. like, his brother was dead nice as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it kind of like, it's kind of like a bittersweet moment where, like, you know, he's just getting some stuff off and basically, like, telling his brother, like, yo, I'm here. Like, we did it. I'm a rep to the death of me. So, yeah. like, you know, definitely, definitely a, a, that's a, that's, a standout to me. It, it seems it seems cliche for rappers to do, but it, that's such a big like necessary moment for a rapper to do for mm-hmm. for themselves. Like just to get to where you were expecting yourself to get, or where you set the expectation with somebody that you love, and then you lose them, and then mm-hmm. you got there, and you don't have that person to like break bread with, like how you plan. It's just that's wild, man. Yeah. And, and it happens too much in rap. Yeah, all the time, man. Actually. Um, but yeah, that was like an, another standout song for me. So far, like the only one that like only song that I I, I just I, I couldn't get jiggy with is Echo Lounge. Is Everything, Echo? Yeah. Like, okay. And how how we feel about the closer, all seventy. Okay. It features Conway. So I, I gotta explain this in a in a way that makes sense, right? So it's a very Buffalo sounding song. And when I say that, if people have, like visit Buffalo. I actually have relatives that live in Buffalo. I haven't seen them in years, but Buffalo is like a rock and roll town. Like it's a very musical city, believe it or not, right? So it it kind of feels like a mix between uh, damn, what's the boss's name? Um, Bruce Springsteen, of like like with his rock and roll mixed with like folk music, right? Okay. So when I hear this song, I'm like, oh shit. Like this actually sound to me sounds like the city because Buffalo is also an industrial city, 
hard hat town and like rock and roll is like one of the bases of their music, right? Mm-hmm. And the folk is the reason why why the folk is entered in is because people from Canada love folk music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's something that's brought down into that city as well. But when I hear like when I hear like the riffs, I'm like, oh shit, this kind of sound like the town. Yeah. You know? Is, so this... I thought that was really dope that Benny picked this beat or like, you know, that the, the Ranger told him like, we gonna do this beat. Like, you know that was like some homegrown shit. Alchemist couldn't have gave him this beat. It had yeah. to be Derringer. Like, yeah. I thought that was I think um, it's an insane beat. And I think it perfectly closes this album, I think, mm-hmm. with, with a beat like this. Like, and and even going through it, like revisiting it today, I'm like, damn, this album is sequenced really well. Like, for, for it to end on this note, mm-hmm. and the note that it started on with like his mom, and then like you had, you had to have a, a song dedicated to his brother and then ended off with the Buffalo sound, like Chef's yeah. Kiss. I think it ended off really well. Yeah. I, um I, oh I'm sorry. No, I was gonna I was gonna I was curious about your rating, but what would you what was you gonna say? I was gonna say like I just wanna circle back to what I said at the beginning of the episode. When rappers make albums that are odes to their hometown and it's a city that we're not familiar with, it is uh, a no brainer on that project being hailed or, or beloved because <clears throat> it gives you lenses into the city that like you've never been to. Like, you know, um, like if, if someone like I would love to hear from a rapper from Montana or some shit like that. Like just to know what it's like out there. Cause I know yeah. there's some hood shit going on out there, yeah. but I don't know, right? So me being a New Yorker, I don't think I don't even think outside of fucking New York City, when people tell me they from like places like Albany, New York, I'll be like Okay, nigga, like and like, but then when somebody like tells me what's going on up there, I'm like, yeah, really? Yeah. You know, like it's one of those things where it's like, it, it, like it's like you're learning something, but it's like always like forgotten. Shit, I don't give a fuck about people from Long Island sometimes, but like then people tell me like, nah, it's real out here, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, oh my bad, like I, I gotta listen, right? Everywhere has a story, like big or small, and like you know. Like you said, these artists have a chance to like really stunt because mm-hmm. they have a chance, they have the leeway to tell their story because it hasn't been told. Right. So, um, as far as my rating, this album is a classic. The reason why I rate this album as a classic is because of what it did. It <clears throat> it was highly anticipated when it came out. It delivered. Um, everyone talks about it. It's one of his. It's it's some of the best lyrical raps that we've gotten. The production is. Fucking flawless. The, the the crazy thing is like the production ain't bad. The reason why I just don't like Echo Lounge is because of, like I just didn't like the content that he was rapping about. Mm-hmm. The production is fucking flawless. There's only one bad song on the album, and I'm not even gonna say I don't need it. It's just that like it's my least favorite song on the project. Yeah. Um. The album cover is iconic. I think that's also important. I think obviously we know when you put a kid on the cover. You know, you know. Yeah, that's kind of just been. That's a that's a that's a that's a that's a good fucking formula too. Like I just feel like this album has all the elements of a classic, and this is why I can say that this one gets five out of five waffles. Fucking five. Okay. All right. I'm gonna give it. Okay. I see. I see why you gave it a five Mm -hmm. because it's kind of the it's kind of it set the tone for this group that we all love. Mm Um, and they all took off with it. So it's the foundation in a lot of ways. Right. Um, I'm feeling like a four and a half, though. You motherfucker. I'm feeling like a four and a half. I don't know what it is with this album. Maybe it's because Griselda... I think it's because it's too soon for you. 
You think so? Yeah, I mean, it is 2018. I feel like we just swap places also because usually I am very stingy yeah, yeah. with my waffles, um, but it is not 20, this one. It is 2018, and if I could think back, and maybe I'll have to think back and see how I feel about albums from that time period, but for this, this is definitely a strong, I'm feeling a strong four and a half on this out of five. Okay, so I mean, I guess that just evens it out to a four and a half now because you ruined my perfect rating. I gave yeah, the album. yeah, yeah. But no, I, <laughs> nonetheless, this is an amazing album. It has so many gems on it, and it's essential for any fan that's trying to get into Griselda's music. Okay, I agree with that. Take mm-hmm. us home. All right, so I have been First Class Reg. I am Torian Blakeney, and we are out of here. See you guys next time. <laughs>